0: Good evening, guys, and thank you for joining us. This is Pastor Rachel, and more than anything, I am super excited that you have joined us uh, to be uh, along in this series of exploring what we believe. This is the Faith Cafe audio series, and we're diving in. We're in episode 10 today. We're going to speak about God sends, and it's going to be a short message today, so bear with me just for a few minutes as we explore what the church is, who the church is, and what the purpose of the church is. And so we're going to just kind of give you a reduced and condensed version of uh, this very, very exciting topic about the church. You know, these days, the church is often, um, at least in public spaces, the church is associated with perhaps a, a certain political view. The church is associated with uh, maybe some scandalous things. And in these last few days, we have seen um, mega churches being just um, exposed in some ways in other ways being um, just targeted with a, a lot of negativity and and the reality is is we're so much more than just the scandals we are so much more than um, the abuse we are so much more than just a political view we are the church of Christ we are God's chosen people we are the church me physically in my being in my person I am the the church. I am one member of this big, uh, just community of believers that are sparsed out throughout the the world. And more than anything that come in all shapes and sizes, in all colors, in all races, in all different denominations, but we are a church, a universal church. And it is time for us to realize who we are and take our position as who Christ has called us to be, which is his Bride. And so, more than anything, we have to uh, move past our preconceived ideas of what the church is, of who the church is, and just begin to uh, dig deep into the roots of who. The church really is. And in these last few days, especially this last year and a half that we have experienced such a shaking up in the, in the spiritual sense and such a shaking up in the world due to the pandemic, we really were able to uh, bring into focus what the church really is, that it is more than just four walls, that it is more than just a church, a, a building and a steeple and a cross. It is so much more than that. The church is the body of christ the church is the bride of christ the church is god's chosen people to carry out the purpose that god has designed for each and every one of us who have come into the faith and who have come to believe that he came and died for us and and gave his life um in ransom for ours and have come into this family. Because once we come into the faith, we become the church, we become the body of Christ. And so it's so important that we get to know that today. And more than anything, that we begin to exercise and walk in that truth of knowing who we are as the church. We are so much more, so much more than a political party, we are so much more than our political beliefs. We are so much more than the abuse and the scandal and all of the things that have that have just risen up uh, out of the church. That that you know things that have come up. We are so much more than that. In this day and age, we see right um, so many different uh, big mega organizations and mega churches, and and the fall of many pastors, many preachers, many leaders, and and that's what sticks out in people's mind when you think of the church. You think about all this abuse, you think about the scandals, you think about the public sins uh, of, of um, or the public exposure of private sins. You think of so many of these things, and and that identifies the church in the in the eyes of many people. But that is so not who we are. And so it's important for us to explore and to know in our heart of hearts who we are as the church. And once we get to know that and we identify and know our true identity and we identify what role we p- play in the church as a universal you know, body of Christ, as, as the bride of Christ, then we begin to walk in our identity. And we begin to make the difference that we were called to make. We begin to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We begin to reflect Jesus in such a way that is powerful and impactful. And we begin to make a difference in our homes, in our communities, in our towns, in our cities, in our world, in our circles of influence. We begin to make a difference, a tremendous difference. And that's who the, the church was called to be. But how can we get there if we don't know who we are? And so it's so important that we we return back to a knowing, to, an, to, to, to just a certainty of our identity and who we are in Jesus Christ and who we are as the church, the universal church, the capital C church. And so that's what we're going to explore today. 1 Peter chapter two, verse nine and 10 says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Now this is who you are and so peter was telling you know this church these new these new believers these people uh, that he was preaching and teaching that he was telling them you are a chosen people you have a special calling on your life you have a special election on your life and that is something um, just Wonderful. Because when we think about being chosen, you know, I was a person that was never very athletic, just never. I just didn't have the hand-eye coordination that perhaps, you know, would have been reminiscent of a person that was really good athletically. And so I was, I was always chosen last. And so when I think about being chosen, I think, well, you know, I really wasn't chosen for any dodgeball teams or I wasn't chosen for any volleyball teams. I remember the one and and only year that I played volleyball in middle school and, you know, I was excited to make the team, but I made the C team. So we played sometimes and sometimes we didn't, but I was just so excited to be part of something. And so it wasn't about winning or losing for me. It was about really honestly just being chosen. And if that is what I appreciated as a child in the physical and the natural, how much more now as a a woman of God am I so excited to see, you know what? I am so excited to know that I am chosen of God. That before even the foundation of the world, I was predestined to be his. That he formulated me, that he chose me, that he specifically made me the way that I am so that I could fulfill the purpose that he has for me. And so this is beyond just a, well, there's nobody else to pick. I choose you. This was something that was intentional. This was a, 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 a choice that he made that he's seen human, the, the human race, that he's seen uh, uh, the creation of his hands, and he said, this is good. And this is what I want to create for my purposes. This is who I love. So much so that I will give my life in ransom for hers. What an amazing way to be included. What an amazing thing to be chosen. And that's what we're called is chosen. And that goes for all of us who have come into the knowing of who Christ is, that he came and that he died for me and you, that have come into the faith. This is how we get to know, you know what, he chose us. It is not that we chose him, he chose us. And that is just so beautiful and that is something that doesn't come lightly we don't just he didn't just purchase you know our our, our souls with with just money or with uh, gold or with silver that is able to be destructed he chose us and he paid a ransom for us with his own blood that he shed at the cross of calvary man if that's not being chosen i don't know what is and so this is what Peter was saying. He was saying, hey, you guys were chosen. You were chosen. You were, you were just specifically uh, uh, selected. And he says, once you were not a people, but now you are. But now you are the people of God. Once you didn't have an identity, but now you're called sons and daughters of God. Now you are going to be his bride. Now you are going to be the one that he gives his, his, his everything to his love to his 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 mercy to his kindness bestowed upon the bride of Christ that's us he says once you had not received mercy but now you have received mercy once you didn't get uh, you weren't elected you weren't selected once you weren't chosen but now man he has raised you up into a place of just pure love and kindness and unfailing mercy. That's amazing. And so as we go on, the, the word of God says, um, you know, we, we'll, we can go on to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 31. Now, I'm just going to read you a little bit of what our, our message says today. It says the Hebrew Bible is chock full of promises that God will set apart a people for himself, a people belonging to him. In the chapters we read re-read in Hosea, you will remember that God promised that even though the people would continually turn away, God himself would bring them back and make them his own. And that's what we see in first Peter chapter two, verse two, and verse nine and 10, that we are God's chosen people, that it explains that this promise has been made real in the church today, that we are chosen people, that God's special, that we are God's special possession. We are his very own. He is called ours and we are called his. And then we look at the scripture describing the church. And I'm going to go real quick through this, okay? So I want you to know that we are, first of all, how does the scripture describe the church? Number one, it describes it as the bride of Christ. That you can see in Ephesians chapter five. It also describes the church as members of a family. That's what Ephesians chapter two, verse 19 says. And then also it says we are led by Jesus. He is our guide, Hebrews chapter two. And fourthly, he is uh, the, the, the the scripture describes the church as his people, his chosen ones. First Peter chapter two, verse nine. I want you to take away today that the church, the church in what, in what, in, in what is more than just the four walls, the church that transcends time and that transcends location, the capital C church, the church of God, chosen by God, The church transcends time and location. So the church is God's people who have lived throughout time and all over the globe. Red, yellow, black, and white. All of them, all of us are chosen by God. We are his people. Chosen by God to be a blessing to many. To shine his light through us so that others may come to know him as we have come to know him. That is what the church is it's called to be a blessing to many many people we are chosen so that God's love might be known through us through our lives through the way that we carry ourselves through the way that we live and you know what we're not chosen because we're the best candidates for the job we are far from the best candidates for the job I am far from the best candidate for this job but the reality is Christians aren't perfect. Just like the bumper sticker says, it says we are not perfect. We're just forgiven. And if we look in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. This amazing treasure encapsulated in a jar of clay to show that his power is what shines through us. We're fickle. We're finite. We're going to finish. But what is in us? Jesus, who has come to take residence in our heart, is in there as the treasure that shines forth, is the treasure that illuminates all of who we are and that spills over out from us onto the world and that they are able to see through the testimony of what Christ has done in us, his light. That's who we are. Chosen by God, not because we're perfect, but because he has elected to love us. He has chosen to love us with an unconditional love. And when we receive that, we can become a blessing to many others because we receive the light of Christ and that comes to dwell inside us. And so we were elected by him, not we were elected by God. We weren't an elite few. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, humans, no matter what stature, no matter what size, no matter what color, we are his creation. We are the work of his hands. And he looked at us and he said, we were very good. So much he loved us that he gave his life for us so that we could have a reconciled relationship with God. So that we could walk with him, so that we could talk with him, so that he could make his light shine through us and his name known through us. My friends, honestly, we have to understand that when God chooses, he chooses some in order to bless many. He has chosen us. And when you receive that, he wants you to be not only uh, saved from the damnation of hell and from an eternity of suffering, but he saved us so that we could also be a light to next and future generations. God chose Abraham to be the father of many nations. God chose Israel to be the priest in the world. God chose the prophets to speak his truth. And ultimately, God chose his son to die that many would come to righteousness. We, my friends, are chosen so that God's love might be known through us. You're chosen as the church of God. You are elected to carry out the purpose of God here on earth. But it doesn't mean that we were just a chosen few. For God so loved the entire world. Everybody has the ability to come into this knowing of who Christ is. Everybody has an invitation to come in and to know this Jesus who died for us and who gave his life for us and who wants us to live a life that is fully dedicated to him so that he may make his purposes known through us and that others may come to a knowing of who Christ is and of this immense and amazing love that he has bestowed upon us, the human race. And he has called us to live in unity with Christ. Our number one priority should be to honor God, to bring glory to his name, to stand for the truth, not a particular political agenda or a specific group of beliefs, rather to stand upright and proclaim the truth that is found in God's word. That is what we were called to do. That is why we were chosen to save us from an eternal damnation, but also to carry out his purposes here on earth to stand upright and to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, the truth that is the only way to the Father. And we find all of that in relationship with Christ. So when you think of the church, that's who we are. That is who we are. This week's spiritual discipline, I'm going to invite you to live in community. I want you to know that this is so essential for our lives. We've seen in these last few days in the pandemic and the time that we were forced to be separated. A lot of people suffered. Mental uh, health suffered tremendously. Our, Our kids suffered by not being able to spend time in community. And the truth of the matter is this, my friends. We were born. We were created to live in community, to do life together. So I'm going to just challenge you this week to the spiritual discipline of community, intentionally engage with one another, reach out to someone, ask, how can I pray for you or make a plan to spend some time with each other this week. Reach out to someone, live in community, exercise that spiritual discipline today. Guys, thank you so much for listening. You guys are always a blessing to me as I hope that I am of uh, uh, help to you as well. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us and comment in the section below uh, or just simply send us a a private message. We would be happy to pray with you, to talk with you, to counsel you. But more than anything, we will just be happy to live in community with you. God bless you guys. Until next time.